pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome back to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. I'm Steve Curran. I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. We're back. It's been a while, it's isn't it? Hello, it's nice to see you. I've missed you. Um, what have you been doing? So much. We did four shows from GDC. Four. Saw you then. Yep, saw you there. That was good. Uh, yeah, it went okay, didn't it? I think I listened to a few back and they were they were acceptable. It's a nice diversion from the main track of One Life Left, isn't it? It's like a, like we go off and do a spin-off show exactly. for a little while, but now we're back to continue all the cliffhangers we, we left before. in front of bewildered conference attendees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we get any feedback? Uh, I saw someone was listening to it the other day okay. on Twitter. Right. Said listening to One Life Left. Didn't say good or bad. Mm. Just said they are listening. Okay. But I take that as a victory. Do you? I think that's often worse. They, <laughs> <laughs> they go out of their way to tell you they're doing something. Then and don't. then they, they don't tell you that it was any good afterwards. Yeah, no, I, I was listening to the show the other day. <laughs> gonna go now <laughs> it's all about the punctuation isn't it if it's like i was listening to show the other day exclamation mark right. that's that's all right yeah. if it's i was listening to show the other day ellipsis yeah if it's i was listening to the show the other day full stop <laughs> frowny face exactly <laughs> leave twitter <laughs> how are you Anne? Uh, i'm good thank you yeah good great we great. missed you in america yeah miss being in america but don't worry we've got lots of other adventures coming up this oh, year we yes we do don't we um and <laughs> sad face <laughs> <laughs> also i've been playing loads of video games great coming well, welcome back because we are a video game radio show so i mean maybe we'll have something to talk about today you think so after about Fingers four weeks of... <laughs> exactly yeah. um it's not just us in the studio though of course mm. uh, this time it's quite a special guest, isn't it? it? Is. Very special guest. We've not done this before, have we? We haven't. We haven't had this sort of... Um, basically, we've got a guest so special we can't tell you their name. <laughs> <laughs> Which, we don't know what they look like. They are behind do some you, sort of... Do you remember when we had those puppets on yes. the radio? <laughs> <laughs> and we realised shortly after, after bringing them on that puppets on the radio, you know, they're wonderful, wonderful people, but you miss an important part of that. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully this will go better. There's just a pixelated face in the corner of the room. <laughs> It's uh, it's our it's one of our favourite new features. Favourite correspondent. Favourite correspondent. It's uh, it's game under. Hello. Ironic that you're talking about puppets, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the games press are, aren't they? <laughs> and I'm here to to cut some strings. Right. Do you, do you consider us part of the games press? I mean, you're kind of you know you're you're enabling me to spread my message, but ultimately. You know, you're going to go the same way as everyone else. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well maybe not today, yeah. though. Welcome, we... welcome to the show, <laughs> Ben. Uh, it's nice to have you on. Uh, you're going to be, or we're going to be chatting about the uh, about ethics in video game journalism, all that sort of thing, aren't we? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, but before we get onto that, let's start the show as we always do, and that is with Anne's news. <laughs> Thank you. 
7.04 on Monday the 30th of March. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. A group of head teachers has threatened parents with a bit more than detention if they let their children play 18 rated games. The Nantwich Education Partnership recently sent a letter to parents saying if your child is allowed to have inappropriate access to any game or associated product that is designated 18 plus, we are advised to contact the police and the children's social care as this is deemed neglectful. The partnership is a group of 14 primary and two secondary schools in Cheshire. Good stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Did, but it was this is specifically games. Then did they not mention movies or they specifically said games? Interesting. I wonder yeah. why that is. Well, I, I think it's specifically a problem in games, isn't it? We've talked before about how parents don't seem to understand ratings. Also, there's an awful lot of peer pressure at schools. You know, um, kids playing Call of Duty and then complaining to the parents if they're not allowed to play Call of Duty and, and stuff. But that stuff is made for adults, and we need people to take it more seriously. And you know. It must be kind of scary as a parent to hear this news and probably you may disregard it, but hopefully this sort of thing will all add to a weight on the um, on the uh, rating system and make people generally take them more seriously. Yeah, I agree. Although it's interesting that um, this uh, the age, it's an age rating that uh, it's enforceable at the point of sale. It's mm-hmm. not enforceable elsewhere, isn't it? So being, you're going to be grasped up to the police for presumably something else, I guess. Is that different to other age rating systems? No, no, no. It's only, okay. that, you, it's only that you can't sell them to right, right, um, right, right. anybody who's under that age, I, I believe. Well, I think that it seems more likely that it'll go through the uh, sort of be more of a social services thing uh, which uh, and you know you're letting your child play that and so it's neglect so you're being negligent of uh, what you are allowing them to be uh, in contact with I'm not (laughs) you are Um, yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's good. Anything that um, reinforces that, I, you know, I'm, I'm astonished by the number of, um, like, particularly sort of old school friends that I meet that who are completely outside of the games industry just don't just view video games as they were when they were kids, hmm. um, when they were computer games. And it, actually, they weren't video games. It seems weird because there's so many good games that uh, kids can play that are appropriate and acceptable for them to play. So don't don't give them all of that really. For- tough stuff for example yesterday i was playing mario kart with my son oh yeah uh, so you think your son is is legally old enough to drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah he came very close to legally hearing some new words yesterday i'll tell you that spotify has launched its first console app but if you're not a ps3 or ps4 owner you're going to have to get your music streaming services elsewhere because this deal has got exclusive stamped all over it sony explained that spotify will replace its own streaming service music unlimited saying that this partnership will be the foundation of our music strategy going forward of course fans of taylor swift won't care about this news after all uh, after she took her music off the service looks like swifto is an xbox one fan She's signed up for Jay-Z's new music streaming service, Has hasn't she? she? Yeah, it's 20 quid a month, though. Whoa! Yeah. She can afford 20 quid a month, can't she? She can, so she's... <laughs> <laughs> she, she's fine. Uh, music Unlimited has gone away, then. That's a shame. Were you a subscriber to I Music was once. Really? I paid 10... Yeah, I paid... I think paid £10 for a year. And did you get unlimited music? I got access to, um... Yeah, all the music that they had... That they could get... That was on their books. <laughs> Um, yeah, this seems like a good thing. I've, it only went live today, so yeah. I mean, you could phrase that as breaking news, I guess. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it. Although I do, you know, people have been playing. Um, I've been reading people tweeting about what they've been listening to while they've been playing Bloodborne, etc. Um, the idea is that you can build a playlist or just choose what music to listen in the games that support it, which I think is is that right. Most so of, there are all of them. There are hooks into the game systems. This is where it differs from other ways you could listen to Spotify on your TV, of yeah. which there are already. Yeah. So and so, the th- you know, I'm thinking that I could just listen to Muse in GTA Five. Mm-hmm. But actually, I like the idea of, particularly with something like GTA Five, the fact that the music is part of the game itself. So it's, I, I've never listened to music whilst playing video games. Is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. But I do listen to Spotify. So uh, I do find it um, annoying on when I'm playing games on my phone and I'm listening to music and some uh, some games will allow the music to play under and some games just There's no consistency. Just cut is there. it off. No consistency. Although I guess if they've spent a lot of money and a lot of time and effort making a lovely soundtrack, they kind of want you to listen to that, don't they? Yeah. 
Google is throwing down in the live streaming arena by announcing YouTube Live at E3. That's according to Daily Dot. Apparently, there's a team of 50 engineers working on it, with gaming and esports a driving force. This all comes after Google was reportedly declined a $1 billion buyout of Twitch last year. Google is basically the kid who, if you don't invite them to your party, will have a bigger and better party next door. Don't understand. What is this? They've already got live streaming on YouTube. So what is different here? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be more, <laughs> more. More. More of it. Well, isn't, with YouTube, don't, with YouTube live streaming, don't you have to have a live account? No, I don't know. I've, I've no idea. I just know there's live streaming there already. Of course you do. I assume this is... Of course you do, Steve. Course, course <laughs> what? Have you been looking at my periscope? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're all meerkatting with yeah. me. Yeah. Along those lines. I think that there was something to do with you have to have a... Sp- special account to do uh, live streaming okay. through uh, YouTube at the minute because I'm sure that I remember when we were trying to set up something it was a while ago wasn't trouble, it when we, yeah. when we got the live streaming yeah. bug won't it be that they're going to integrate uh, they're going to offer tools that will enable you to stream footage, your game as you're playing it yeah right. that sounds about right yeah. so, but, but you have to be at E3 for this to happen apparently yeah. right. <laughs> that's a bit of a handicap for, <laughs> for, for exactly for three days only are we going out to E3 are we going to go and cover it is E3 even a thing these days oh, it's definitely happening well, yeah. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. YouTube seems to think that it's a thing. Right, okay. Um, I, I don't expect to be there. Right, okay. Unless things change. I don't know. Who knows? Are you, are you, and what are you guys going? Are we going <laughs> to do some breaking news over there? What news have we got to... Stream it live. <laughs> <laughs> Elite Dangerous has just awarded the first player to reach triple elite status 10 whole thousand pounds. The Race to Elite competition was announced back in December with a thousand pounds for the players who reached endgame status in each of the disciplines, combat, trading and exploration, with the big prize going for the triple whammy. Winner, Commander 1%, clocked 1,029 hours since December, meaning he has technically just earned £9.71 an hour, which is over £3 above the minimum wage. <laughs> Good for him. A triple elite status. Yep. Does that not devalue just elite status? Yeah. Well, if you get all three, you've got to you've got to be rewarded for getting all three. What, don't what you? are the got three things then? So it was uh, combat, combat uh, trading, trading, and looks. exploration. Exploration, and sports, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> politics. Um, I tell you, who doesn't travel like an elite player? Oh, good Simon. segue. Where's Simon. David Braman? <laughs> David Braman. This is a bit of industry gossip. It is. I sat behind him on the plane on the way back from. Really? I did. Yeah. What did you see? Got an interesting taste in movies. Really? <laughs> I don't know actually. But let's were, you, say yes. were you directly behind him? Or no, like diagonally. He, diagonally. So that's the best to well, spy on the, someone. The best sort of behind, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he couldn't. I couldn't sort of keep doing that on the back of his seat, which no. is what I would. I did that to his marketing manager instead. Who was sat to. But he chose the middle seat. In a row of three. Well, keep keep your friends close. Oh, I guess so. But right, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's that's good news. So, you didn't see what movies he was watching. No, didn't I saw what any... class he was travelling in. That was right, economy. Okay. So, you know, did, you, did any did he have any special dietary requirements? Oh no, uh, he didn't. No, but what um, drinks did he drink? That's a good he question. A, he had a few actually. <laughs> Again, probably. I didn't really see. It was, it was the flight back, so I was a little. I mean, bit they, were, they were complimentary, so you might as well. Tell you what, though, he does look good in the morning. Does he? <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you were to meet him one night in Cambridge, where he's out and about, mm. <laughs> did you touch him? Because you could have. Done. I could have done. You're right. I could have taken some of his hair, couldn't I, and cloned <laughs> it, and then I don't know. Given that to Ian Bell. Maybe. Could have done. Could have Simon, done. are you looking to become the games industry's 3am girl? Maybe, yeah. We maybe it's an issue. do that, shouldn't we? Well, well done to this yeah, congratulations, guy. Well man. done. Uh, £9 an hour, it's all right, not to be sniffed at. Yeah, well, and... um, he also said that he, so he does have a job, but it's casual work, uh, okay. and he told them that he would be off for about three months. Uh, so he did do it in the allocated time, um, and... Yeah, I just think, you know, if he has earned more but per hour than he would have done otherwise. What would he, what, once you've got to elite, once you've got triple elite, yeah. what do you do next? Is there a... Quit. That's what I worry about this. They're going to have to devalue elite still further. Do another one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One more, Anne? One more. And finally, Surgeon Simulator is being taken to the next level. Developer Grendel Games has revealed images of a Wii U peripheral it's releasing that can help train surgeons in keyhole surgery. The device is made up of two Wii remotes, two nunchucks, a stand and a screen and has been developed to work with their adventure puzzle game Underground. 
The game replicates movements used when operating on a patient. The device is priced at €250. Euro. One Life Left has ordered one and will be setting up surgery as of next month. Is that last bit true? Is it? <laughs> it could be, Simon. I don't want anybody coming near me that's been training on that, surely. Well, you know, you've, you can't always train on humans. So sometimes you need a bit of uh, outside help. You know, just something where there's it's a bit low risk. Right. I mean, presumably they don't start training on humans, right? Well, they go immediately from the Wii U to humans. Yeah. Really? Is that how Dexter's going to learn strike? He's going to go straight from <laughs> like, Mario Kart into a car. Well, maybe, yeah, it's full a proven, license. proven route, isn't it? Okay. Um, uh, so it's not... A, I thought they won't be playing Surgeon Simulator then? No, they won't. Oh, okay. That was just a funny little link. Oh, right, okay. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh, well, sorry, it was a link. Um, <laughs> but there'll be a, specially trained, a special game. Yeah, so they've got this game, this adventure puzzle game, uh, where you are doing various things, um, but it uses a lot of the same movements that you would use in surgery. Uh, And this developer has also uh, developed some software which uh, does train, uh, is used to train surgeons. So they, they know what they're doing. Okay, I mean, even though you've just told me, I'm not certain that I know what they're doing. It <laughs> sounds a bit, bit odd to well, me. Well, they're just uh, giving people a chance who are maybe, maybe training to be surgeons, maybe just have a passing interest. I wonder what it would be like to be a surgeon. Well, you can give it a go and you don't have to commit any crimes. Right. See, they say uh, training, I think brainwashing. It's brainwashing. <laughs> who knows what surgeons are going to be doing in the future? Thanks, watching you, Nintendo. <laughs> Thanks, that. This is uh, Broken Patterns by Feral. It's from chipmusic.org, which is a brilliant chiptune repository on the internet. You should go there and listen to all of the artists. We're going to have some more chip music later in the show. It's very nice, Steve. Yeah, well, it's a nice, gentle beginning to uh, this new run of One Life Left, although we just found out that we're not on next week. <laughs> no, it's not on. It's Bank Holiday is, Monday. Uh, which is... No, that's not the Egg Day. The Egg Day is Sunday, egg day isn't Sunday. it? It's the recovering from Egg Day. Yeah. All right, okay. Oh, well, good. We'll be back in two weeks, though, won't we? Exactly. And yeah. then we'll be a yeah, clear we'll run until Christmas. <laughs> exactly. We assume. No gaps. Uh, no, a good way to ease our way in, I think, like, you know, so that people are coming from a point low down there, they're chilled out, because mm. what they're going to listen to now is going to raise their... make their blood boil. <laughs> I assume so. I assume we're going to blow the industry wide open. Is that the plan? That is the plan, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite experienced with using explosives in in a cod, so you know I'm going to be <laughs> using some metaphorical. But no expletives. Is it uh, is it all about ethics in video game journalism? It's all about ethics in video game journalism. How, how many ethics should there be? Well, objectively speaking, <laughs> there should be you know seven out of ten ethics. At okay, all times. <laughs> right. that's, that's, that's what we've idea. tried to okay. stick yeah. to, and presumably that's why we're not front of your hit list. Well, I I would like to check how much chiptune.org are, are paying you. <laughs> 
it's chipmusic.org. Exactly. That is Although chip we are up to watch it. Chipmusic.org paid me <laughs> 20 pounds to mention them available. live on air. We have made, we have, um, we've never made a secret of the fact that we're happy to no. sell out. No, totally exactly. Happy. 250 pounds we've is been what quite, we charge Crytek yeah, we, for their CryEngine song. We've been quite open about it, and uh, surely that's the type of ethics. Well, it's an, it, the open door policy that allows me to appear on air as well, you know, so without <laughs> having to disguise my voice. So when, so when, uh, when did it become about ethics for you? What, 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 what prompted this, this campaign that you're waging? I went into my local, a branch of my local video game store. Which one? The name, the name will, it will remain <laughs> nameless, but you know, there's only one nowadays. Okay. Uh, and there was a girl in there. Right. And I just thought, we've got to do something about ethics. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And, did, and so, did, did you take action then, or did you, you know? Well, I, I didn't talk to her, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I went home, typed typed something up furiously, right? And actually thought, you know, this this needs to this needs to be out there for the people. We need to scare the girls out of the shops. <laughs> And that's what I did, yeah. A lot of them are online now, of course. So. I do actually have to leave the room when uh, we play your feature. It has terrified me so much. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's, I, I'm a non-threatening person, I should say, you know, but um, but I'm working on that. Okay. Down the gym, but... What's what's the worst uh, worst worst case of ethics breaking that you've seen recently? Um, the other day, I was um, I was playing on COD and right. uh, someone quit uh, okay. while that, while I was winning. <laughs> that is outrageous. Do you have Pretty any bad. idea who it was? No, no, no. Uh, everyone uses pseudonyms nowadays, of course. You know, so. right? Yeah, difficult to tell. So you're all in favour of the. Um, I think PlayStation just started introducing verified accounts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you ask my real name, you know, you're not going to get it. So uh, alongside you, I mean, do you do you um, do you check out the various forums and stuff where they're talking about this stuff all the time? Are you on Kotaku in action? I'm. I'm a lurker. Okay, because yeah, I don't like to, you know, to leave a record of what I what I believe. A lot of that comes through the show, you know, rather than, you know, rather than being out there online so people can't Google me, you know. Do you agree with uh, much of what their heroes say? I mean, there's been a lot of chat about um, Total Biscuit, for example. Mm, mm. Is he a hero of yours? Well, you know, I think he's a bit mainstream, frankly. <laughs> we need to go deeper into YouTube. I like the YouTube accounts that have single-figure subscribers. Okay. Those are the ones that have got really important things to be saying. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. What's, what's your ultimate goal, then, to, for sort of blowing this, this wide open? Because we've known for ages that a lot of this stuff is secret, you know, obviously. We all, we all meet up and chat about it and... Uh, you know, we meet with those that want to want to feature on the on the uh, on the show, and we have you know casting couch aud- auditions <laughs> in, the, in the in the internet sense. Um, so yeah, what what is your, your your ultimate goal? I'd just like to see the death of sort of fun and nuance in gaming. Uh, you know, I mean, what we were talking about earlier on with with the elite players who kind of treat it like a job. That's what games are. They should be like a job. Okay. And that way, I wouldn't be bugged by my mum constantly for not having a job. So, have you had much reaction to your campaign? Well, um, no, because no one knows. It, no one knows it's me. Okay, you know? and that's the important thing, really, is that I remain anonymous. Uh, so, if people knew who I was, I imagine I'd get a reaction. Okay. You no, know, I, I overhear people in game shops talking about, you know, scores and things, and I'm assuming they're talking about me. But there's no way of knowing. How do you feel about the sort of expanding definition of game these days? Don't like it. Really? Don't like it at all. Why is that? Well, because games have fighting in them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fighting in extreme sports. Right, okay. Those are the two games. Okay. Anything other than that is, you know, watercolour painting, basically. <laughs> what, what, what happened then? Because I mean, we used to be um, quite an insular, segregated pastime. No one really knew about it. What, what was it? PlayStation and their nightclubs and drugs and all of that sort of well, stuff. Well, yeah, that whole 90s thing of, you know, trying to expand out a bit didn't really help. I think the con- the invention of the console wasn't really a, really a good thing. Okay. If we could just stick to boxes in attics, that would be fine. Are there any particular games you blame for this mess? Um, I don't want to blame it all on Pokemon, but, you know, a really? lot of people I was at school with got into that. And I just feel like it's a bit of a gateway game for them. <laughs> You know, it's stupid as well. You know. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's nice in that game and no one dies. Right. Wow. Do you still enjoy games? Well, I don't really get a chance to play them now. <laughs> uh, I spend a lot of time, you know, on forums, lurking, not typing, or, or, or recording, you know, recording things on my wiretap. So, um, 
Yeah. Are you a you a mobile gamer, cell phone gamer at all? Uh, I only have a, a an old Nokia because I, I don't want to be safer. traced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. No, no WAP games on that then. No, no. Okay. Who's mm-hmm. the worst? I mean, the um, the media landscape's changed so significantly over the last five, ten years. You know, print magazines that, were, that used to be in the in the pockets of publishers no longer exists. Um, and yet we've got a lot of online sites now that are too scared to give scores. Like, so, so what's, what's, what's changed with, in, in terms of the media? I just, yeah, like you say, I think it's they're too scared. You know, they need, they need someone who's a hero who's going to lead them and be objective and remove all adjectives from reviews. <laughs> uh, I'd be quite happy if we just had a kind of, you know, what was effectively a phone directory with <laughs> the name of the game and then a number next to it. That would, that would work fine with me. You say uh, game criticism needs a hero or perhaps heroes. Do you think that we might be positioned well to, to fill that role? Uh, see, this is an audition, I suppose. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm here in my capacity as, as, a, as a gatekeeper to my side of, uh, of, of, the, of the fence, really. Okay. So I mean, we, we will do what it takes. Mm. Yeah. So just let us know. What what can you offer us if we do indeed, you know, uh, conform to your expectations? Well, the word offer is a bit uh, it's a bit much actually, because <laughs> uh, that sounds a little bit like collusion. Um, but right. you watch this space. <laughs> what do you think of Kieran Gillen? Did like is this his fault? Well, he's very wordy, isn't he? <laughs> and the weird thing is now he's in comics. He's using pictures, which are even worse <laughs> than words. <laughs> So if he if he again produced a book that was nothing but numbers, I'd be happy. Okay, fair enough. Well, we do know that he listens. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. You're going to be sticking around for the rest for the rest of the show, aren't you? Well, I'll be in the corner over here in the shadows. <laughs> I may be here. I may not be. Okay, here. thanks for coming in. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. A Ferrari has taken place over the name of a horse that is currently being trained to join the Raccoon City Police Force. Apparently, the mounted forces in the police felt that the horse's current name, Tails, was too wimpy and plain and it would not garner them respect from the local community. People found out about the proposed name change and decided to mount a protest against it. Also, the police found out that their preferred name, your mum underscore sucks with two X's 69 was already taken, so they are a bit stuck. It is believed that the police are now deciding upon their next move and might decide to pick one of the top horse names that are currently in the Gallup charts. Thanks and back to your usual programming. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. We're also a podcast. Maybe you're listening to that. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can download the podcast at... OneLifeLeft.com We'll have the letters section in a minute. You can email us. 
team at onelifeleft.com. Too late for this week, though. We've yeah. got some competition prizes. Do we? What is it? Yeah, we do, don't we? Are you... Um, you mentioned this to me, didn't you? Yeah, and then I forgot. Some codes. We've got some uh, codes for a video game called Parcel uh, on Steam, which was out yesterday. It's a puzzle game, uh, which is brilliant. How many so, codes have we got? It's a good question. Uh, I think we've got a couple. Oh, yeah. um, maybe, we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't give them all out this week, just in case we don't get any codes <laughs> for next week. <laughs> uh, uh, right, I can, be, I can run through your... Um, the, head, the, the email um, subject for you uh, to see if they're in those emails. There's, there's um, via LinkedIn was, was one email okay. we've been corresponding on. Oh, really? Um, develop tickets. We should deal with that. Interesting. Point. Yeah, we should talk about that. Um, then in inverted commas, you email me saying, I'm assuming you don't want this date. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Forward parcel, etc. There we go. How, we how go. many codes are in there? Um... You say to me, not super interesting for you, but I'm sending to remind you we have some codes to give away on the next show. There we go. And then there's another bit you said in brackets, which, yeah. Two we've got, Steve. Two. Two codes. Two. Okay, so, so let's see if this one. Two of these four letters will make the cut. Well, we haven't played the letters theme yet, so oh, we can't. Oh, for goodness sake, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Okay, hold on. Ready? There we go. Dear Steve, because I went for Anne last time, sorry Simon, maybe next letter. I have not switched my Xbox on since two days before Christmas. I think I've had a couple of games of Bejeweled Blitz on my iPhone, but apart from that, I've been virtually game-free so far this year. Am I still allowed to listen? Thanks in advance, Brian. Why, Brian? Yeah, why, Brian? Is Connect not working? (laughs) (laughs) Xbox on. on! Xbox on! But, I mean, to deal with your question, you're absolutely allowed to listen if you don't play video games at all. In fact, it's almost... (laughs) (laughs) It's helpful. It's almost helpful, isn't it? Uh, Thank you for writing. Okay, hello team, writes Ben Hall. Possibly, plus a super special guest. You'll be pleased to know we do have a super special Mm, guest. It fills my heart with joy to hear my favourite gang coming through my speakers once again. It seems so long since they were back together that my heart will no doubt be soaring and there will probably be tears in my eyes. How are Team One Life Left enjoying the return of Daphne and Celeste? Hey! Hey! Set up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. good. Set up. Pay off. Yep. Textbook. In other news, I found a new iOS app called Parkopedia. But it failed to mention that he works for the New Yorker, his dodgy pong tattoo, or the time he lost his shoes. <laughs> Instead, all it did was tell me places where I could park my car. Unlike the time I met Parco, this is Simon Parkin he's talking about, at Marioki, where he told me where I could stick it. Cheerio, <laughs> Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. It's nice to hear from you. Good that Parco's branching out, though, yeah. isn't it? It's good that really he's good. He, do you think he just realised that, that that nickname was stuck so hard? He'd better make an app of it. <laughs> we made that happen. <laughs> I feel like changing it now, though. I, can't, I Yeah, no, I was um, I was thinking that we should start changing it to Parkinson. That's really good. No, I know. Should we do it? Because that would be a demonstration of power, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. If we could do that. Yeah. Parkinson. Okay. There we go. Starts here. <laughs> Game under. Uh, what ho, Simon, Steve, and Anne, and your super special guest. Oh, yeah, this is from Robert Wells, by the way. While you've been away, the National Video Game Arcade has opened in Nottingham. I, for one, can't wait to visit. But at the moment, the only footage I've seen from the inside is of small children being confused by 80s games. Although I don't think anyone has ever understood Jet Set Willy. Take a guess. What games from the current generation will be thought of as, as historically worth preserving in 30 years? What will be utterly bewildering? What will be forgotten? Welcome back, Robert. In a similar vein, um, Kate Dixon, uh, who I, I should disclose, Game Under, <laughs> she is my wife. What? Yeah, has, she, has, is she even allowed to win this into the show. Uh, well, yeah, why not? Well, we'll, we'll let Game Under decide. <laughs> she can use my Steam account. She says, hello, I went to Nottingham to visit National Video Game Arcade this weekend. It was fantastic. I got to take out... Uh, Space Invaders with table tennis. The husband managed to impress strangers with his skills on track and field. That's true, I did. Uh, And the stepson got to spend almost an hour of accumulated time driving virtual cars around real-life bric-a-brac. He also played virtual tennis with a grown man that neither me nor my husband knew. This is true. It was really just an ace family day out. Uh, Got me thinking about games in public spaces and the gravitas of 4020 objects or art placed in a gallery, museum or national arcade. Uh, What do the OLL team think makes a game worthy or interesting enough to be exhibited in such a space? 
uh, and what we like to see in the National Arcade and why. Um, I'm going to. So we should talk about the National Video Game Arcade then, shall we? Which should opened. We? So we should we should fade down the letters theme. Uh, if you do want to write to One Life Left and potentially win a code for uh, a game such as Parcel, email team at onelifeleft.com. It was fantastic! Wasn't it? Yes! So the National Video Game Arcade is the permanent home of what was formerly known and will again be known in October, I guess, as Game City, Nottingham Game City. Um, It's a five-storey building in Nottingham's Creative Quarter. Um, And here's the power of it. I went to pick uh, Dexter up uh, from his house on Saturday morning and um, asked whether he had his his headphones handy so he could watch a movie in the back of the car on a tablet, because that's what kids do now. You don't play pub cricket these days, Al. (laughs) Um, He he watches films. And uh, he said, why? And I said, because we're going on a a journey. And he went, oh, where are we going? And I said, we're going to the National Video Game Arcade. Now, those, he'd never heard those words held to get, like, used in succession before but his face lit up and he went wow (laughs) so uh, we went there and um, it's open permanently I think it's like £8.50 for adults £6.50 for kids and stuff and um, yeah it's really 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 good fun Um, it's got a mix of uh, historic video games so um I play track and field on an arcade machine, which I've not done for a long, long time. Still terrible at the hurdles. Um, Pac-Man is there. at the top of the stage you go in they've got virtual tennis which is what Dexter was playing and he broke it I'd never seen anybody do this before but he <laughs> so he started playing virtual tennis and I hadn't realised how much that helps you along right mm-hmm. so you could it's, yeah, it's yeah. quite forgiving so you could just sort of push a button and you hit it back and, you, and he got this and then after a while we, after we'd had some lunch he went back to him he said daddy watch this and he stood with his back to virtual tennis yeah. and just said I can play it with my back and just and we, it was just he was listening to the sounds and just pushing the button and then hitting it and I'm like Amazing. And then we caught him later on playing, like, literally with a grown man. We didn't know who that was. Um, and it's got a lot of experimental stuff at the moment. So uh, there was a variation on um, Happy Action Sab... Uh, happy Action... Tap Happy Sabotage, I think it was. A game that we saw at Radius. Um, the one... Oh, uh, yeah, the one yeah, you yeah, push yeah. it on a massive surface. They've got that on a wall. That's really good fun. That was at Game City. Was it? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, you are right. So there's... Uh, so this is, a, this is on a, a wall. It was in a room by itself. And yes. There was... There was so this is on yeah. one wall at the moment sort of variation oh, okay. on it um, it's got uh, loads of experimental things like you could um, you can uh, play with video game characters um, so you can affect their jump trajectory it's got a whole floor dedicated to jumping in video games it's got a cannon bolt that you actually jump to, <laughs> to uh, play uh, I really liked um, Donkey Kong Time Machine which was uh, it's, it's it's sort of it's a revolving um display of how Donkey Kong's been represented on loads of different formats. Really interesting scene side by side. Um, loads of stuff you can play with. Uh, a game where you play Thrust using um, uh, electrodes in bananas and oranges and stuff. <laughs> you make music. Um, there's uh, the history of video games and a hundred objects. Um, it really, really brilliant place. For, for everybody was having a great time. Um, I think, uh, sorry, Pong Invaders, I think it was where you actually play physical table tennis at a screen with Space Invaders coming on and if it hits them then they die the game that Dexter loved was a projector in the ceiling um, where you race cars around it so you race cars that are projected onto a um, onto a white uh, area but you place real life objects and the cars right. won't go around the uh-huh. cars crash into them you can tra- trap them he nice. loved all that yeah a Minecraft projection thing you can stick your head in and it surrounds you with Minecraft um, wow. yeah brilliant I thoroughly recommend so we should try answering Robert's question which is what would we add to that from you know gaming right now what do we think uh, games uh, what games do we think would fit well <sighs> Because you know what my answer is going to be. I Spelunky. Should say, well, I should say right now, I have broken my Spelunky addiction, which is great news for everyone, not least the listeners of this radio <laughs> show, who are absolutely sick of it. But GDC uh, stopped me playing the day, Daily Challenge because I literally didn't have time, and since then I haven't gone back to it. It's okay, great. But I do think it is the, the strongest piece of design from the last 10 years. I think it's absolutely brilliant. It distills so many clever things into a single game, and I think it will still be brilliant fun in 30 years' time. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, th- the second floor, which is currently dedicated to jump, I'd love to see them tackle roguelikes. Mm. Uh, in particular, I think that would be absolutely fascinating. I and mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Um, what games we're playing now would end up in a... I don't know. There's lots of... Uh... I, just, I just wonder if there's any of the uh, iOS games, because that's what I play most frequently, and I just wonder if any of them have any 
staying power. We haven't seen that that future I dreamed of defined by Hatterful boyfriend, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, may, maybe in thirty years' time they'll have a pigeon room. I don't know. Game under. What do you think? I, I just think this whole this whole question is a bit worrying because you know you're, it's almost like you're saying that games are art and. That is just a, a very difficult route, road to go down. I mean, let's keep them separate, yeah? It's a museum. <laughs> you, you, there are science museums. Well, yeah, but yeah. I, I think you know, it sounds more like a gallery. A lot of what you were describing didn't sound like real games. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you and I should... Maybe we should all go and see if it changes your mind. Because I think uh, you could... Uh, there are a lot of people saying um, that how it's just given them so much enthusiasm for video gaming again, just to see people experimenting, people having fun, but placing it in a certain context but yeah it was brilliant brilliant loved it let's uh yeah recommend but who, you go. who's won we should ask game under who's won the uh, serial code i mean just bear in mind i don't have this game <laughs> <laughs> that would that now you're actually giving me a chance to do some collusion <laughs> i mean i'm just just you know we uh, can edit this bit out yeah, of the podcast exactly. yeah. yeah oh that's true yeah yeah and we can make you sound as good as you like well, let's, seeing as we've got two, two letters on the same subject, which indicates some sort of conspiracy, I feel like we should give it to one of the Nottingham letters. Okay. So, so maybe uh, Robert Wells in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, congratulations, Robert. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, but uh, if you've got anything to say, please do email us. Team at onelifelove.com. You're needed in surgery immediately. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient daddy, comma, big. Operative diagnosis, endocrinologically active pituitary tumor. Estimated blood loss, 400 cc's, OR time, 8 hours. Mr. Daddy presented to the emergency department with a sensation of diving bell suit constriction and extreme pain necessitating removal in the operating room in conjunction with a local fire department. Under continuous heart monitoring, the patient was extracted using a hydraulic jaws of life apparatus. Upon liberation, he was noted to have generalized skull expansion and soft tissue growth at all extremities consistent with acromegaly well into adulthood. Having been rendered MRI compatible, Mr. Daddy underwent dedicated imaging of the cella tersica, which revealed a large pituitary adenoma. Taking advantage of the OR booking, I called Dr. Steinman of otolaryngology to assist me in endoscopic transphenoidal removal of the tumor. The patient was transferred to the surgical step-down unit where he will be monitored for visual field changes and counseling regarding a career change. Ending dictation for patient daddy, comma, big. Good to have Dr. Avatar back as well. Certainly was. I wonder if he trained using... <laughs> you can ask him. Yeah. yeah. So we've got some uh, news. I mean, one of the things that has happened to us since we've last been on air is we've done Marioki. We've done it twice, haven't we? Did once at Thursday, last Thursday. Did you? And uh, before that, we had our debut. We went to America. Yeah, we went to San Francisco. And it was intense, wasn't it? <laughs> Have we spoken about this since? I I can't remember whether we have done. We haven't spoken about it on, on air, air, right? No. How'd it go? It went pretty well, actually. Um, yeah, it's the 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 man. Um, what was his name? Who he hired it from? They're like Chris. Chris. I think he's called Chris. Chris. He was phenomenal. He was uncertain at, at the start. Most people usually are. But by the end of it, he was abusing his, his power as owner of the karaoke bar <laughs> by going, oh, yeah, just uh, just put me on. Right. And then to see him singing Dune 2, Dune 2 to, to New York, York. New York <laughs> to, like to a, a room full of people he didn't know uh, was, Brilliant. yeah, it was good fun, it wasn't was, it? It was absolutely phenomenal. It was an amazing evening. And that has... Uh, that's filled us with a confidence that doubtless will uh, knock us down. Exactly. At one point. Let's find out, shall we? So let's, uh, but let's try and keep it going for as long as possible. We're going to do another gig away from Third Stay. Are we outside of our traditional, our home environment of yeah. the loading bar? We're going to, uh, we're going to try and push to a new city. Is it a city? Uh, yes, it is. A city. It is a city. We're going to be uh, doing the karaoke at Develop. Yes. 
on the Tuesday night of Develop. Do we know what day that is? Let's look it up. We should have looked that up before. Should have, done, <laughs> should have checked. We have almost booked the venue. <laughs> we <Almost>. think. <laughs> Although, <laughs> should we? <laughs> they weren't certain that they'd have us to start <laughs> with. Siri, when is Develop in Brighton? Oh, no. Checking. Okay, I found this on the web for Developing Brighton. <laughs> no, we're going to have to just type Simon. it in. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. When is the Develop Conference in Brighton? Photos from developing Brighton. <laughs> we don't know. Neither, um... Siri, when is the develop conference in Brighton? Okay. It's in July. <laughs> it's in July. So one, Book one your train ticket now. <laughs> <laughs> one Tuesday in July. Uh, we're going to be doing the Mariachi tickets are going to go on sale this week. Okay, I found this on the web for develop conference in Brighton. Okay, it's... 14th of July. 2015. Is that, is that the Tuesday? 14th of July. Let me just check. Yes, 14th. There we go. It's my email to... Um, <laughs> it's my so, email to the venue. 14th of Bright- Yeah, 14th of July in Brighton, of course. So we're going to put tickets on sale this week. We think there'll be a fiver, uh, and it's going to be the best night of your life. Guaranteed. Yeah. That isn't an actual guarantee. I mean, it, but it might be. So it's probably worth... I mean, you can build fiver on it being the best night of your life. Exactly. You might as well. Um, game under, just so you know, whilst we were running the karaoke in San Francisco, I was in the booth and um, two people approached me, well, actually many people approached me to hand me their slips, but two people in particular approached me in order to um, ask me or encourage me to move their song selection closer to the top of the queue. One man... Um, offered me money and he started with ten dollars and he went up to sixty dollars he was a marketing manager at a hotel as well was he so you know he's got it yeah i've got his business card do you excellent do you really i genuinely do well i'm not interested in that but i might be interested in the next person who approached me um who she opened the uh the door into the karaoke booth um put her hand on my shoulders where she started off and said um how big is the queue and i went well you can see how big it is that she said oh um yeah, I don't think you realise what I'm asking. I said, what? She said, and then she sort of knelt down and she said, um, no, but uh, how long will I have to wait? And I was like, you have to wait. If you put your slip in now, then you could <laughs> wait this long. She's like, no, I don't think you understand. And then she started rubbing my leg. And, you know, um, yeah, so with both of them, I turned them down game under. That's good to hear. What's but you have to wonder, why were they keen to leave or something like that? Was that... <laughs> Is that it? I don't know. What's a uh, you know? I'm just wondering if there was a price for having your uh, your song bumped up the queue, which we've established is owning the place that we're hiring. Yeah. Initially, uh, we're keeping him on site because we want to go back next year. But if there was a price for Normos, game under, what should we accept? I think it would have to be uh, you know it have to be triple figures. Or would it be both those things at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> would it? Potentially. <laughs> so I'm, I'm spending too much time around you. It's corrupting me now. Well, I, I think maybe we need to put you uh, back on track, don't we, right now? Because it would be wrong of us to have you uh, visit us all the way from your secret base in a part of the country we can't even talk about either, because that might be a clue. Um, and not have you do one of your astounding you know, features that blow the lid off the games industry. So uh, you have prepared something, haven't you? I have, yes. Uh, Are you ready to do that now? Yes. Okay. Ready? This is Game Under hijacking the airwaves and taking control of the games press from the corrupt presenters of One Life Left. Little do they know I've been wearing a wire and this whole show has been recorded. They've done a good job of hiding it, but I've tied them up in the corner of the studio. I'm in charge now, sheeple, and I've finally got a platform from a previously unrecognised voice, not including the weekly feature that I already have on this show. I think it's time we made some demands. Demand one, indie games are banned until they can learn to control their emotions. Demand two, tax breaks for sequels to existing and mainstream franchises based on their Metacritic score. Demand three, on that note, Half-Life 3 to be confirmed. Demand four, all games reviews are to return to having objective numerical scores. The system is as follows. If a game is objectively good, it gets 10 out of 10. If a game is objectively bad, it gets 9 out of 10. (laughs) Demand six, the slightly aloof but pretty girl who I see in my local game shop is to come out for one drink with me so she can see how nice I am in real life. Demand seven, actually, do you know what? Now I'm here, I'd like to put out a plea to all the games publishers out there to send me some free games. I will, repeat, will give positive reviews for free stuff. I know this is something that I've always fought against, but now I'm in a position of power it's just too much to resist i know that the music is 
finished. I'd also quite like some Doritos if there are any out there. Just send them to the studio and I'll give them a positive review too. I'm kind of ashamed of myself, but you can't argue with the power of corruption. Until next time, if there is a next time, on Game Under. Wow. Whoa. I've never done it in one wow. take. Have you not? That was good. Seems uh, seems appropriate to segue from that into the review section, doesn't it? I was just thinking. This is going to be our most honest review section (laughs) ever, isn't it? All right, what have you been playing, Simon? Uh, I've been playing Flame Over, uh, which is a rogue, pyrogue-like, is how uh, it was described on this very show. Um, We had Alistair on, who was uh, from Flame Jackal, um, uh, ages ago. Um, Yeah, and I have to say, uh, I can say this now, having played it for slightly longer than when I first formed my opinion, uh, it's really good. I didn't like it to start off with, though, and I was a bit worried. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's so... Dangerous. You control a fireman, and it's roguelike, so the levels are procedurally generated. You get one go to stop the fire spreading across a load of random floors. Um... It's, it's properly hard to start off with. Ridiculously difficult. You get two types of fires that you need to put out. It's very pretty. It's, it's essentially a twin-stick shooter, but dressed up as a fireman simulator. Yeah, really, really, really tough and unforgiving. And um, the idea is that... Uh, like many roguelikes, you progress between runs by upgrading your equipment and making things slightly easier for you along the way. But it's super stingy with how you're able to upgrade initially. Um, So you start off at your basic power and remain there for a long time. Um, And yeah, it's pretty difficult. But once you get into it um, and you are able to access the upgrades, uh, things become a lot better. And yeah, it's really, really, really good fun. Um, it looks beautiful, plays very well. Um, it doesn't fall into the, the trap of something like Rogue Legacy, which is just punishing. Um, has upgrades that don't seem to make a lot of sense. You end up just spending money for the sake of it. I mean, this really make really makes you value them. So, um, yeah, structurally much, much better. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. Seven out of ten. Seems fair. Anne? Uh, I have been playing and actually just completed another level. Yes. Uh, Breath of Light, which is a lovely little uh, puzzle game where there are... Okay, so there are flowers, right? And there's one flower which uh, has is coloured in and it has light coming out of it. And then there are other flowers which aren't coloured in and you have to uh, get the light from that one flower to the other flowers using things like... Uh, little like sort of stone looking things that will like deflect them at different angles um or you've got spheres which uh have gravity and you can sort of like spin the light around them and get them to go in a different direction or triangle things prisms uh which will split the light um from the flower uh yeah and it's just really nice it's really pretty uh the sound on it was lovely um and it's just very therapeutic and quite calming, I think. Um, this sounds like one of the games that Game Under is worried about. Yeah, it does. Uh, Definitely uh, it doesn't sound like a game to me. If you use the word therapeutic, I assume that sets you off. It should be harrowing. Game should be harrowing. <laughs> it's really lovely. It had flowers in it. Mm. I, was making, I was making other flowers come to life by sending light in the right direction using geometry. Sounds amazing. like the sort of thing Cara Ellison would like. Mm. <laughs> well, it's lovely. Uh, and yeah, I would give it 7 out of 10. Fantastic. Um, me or Game Under? You, Steve. I bought an iPad. Whoa! I know. And You're it's pa- part of the problem or un- part of the solution? <laughs> I don't know. Is that problem or solution, Game Under? <sighs> I'd say problem. Yeah. Uh, it's unlocked a world of iOS gaming that previously I've had very, very little uh, little chance to observe. I've had an opportunity now, because obviously that's where Anne hangs out a lot oh, of the time, yeah. had a chance to verify some of her review scores, okay. go back and uh, yeah. play play them. What was the what was the game that I... Uh, oh, Legioli. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, you look it up. Yeah. Um, uh, a weird, aggressive space dating game, uh, which I loved. Um played a lot of Russell Adventure, which is word search game, um, which taught me the evils of free-to-play. It's one of those nasty ones that uses energy mechanics and slowly ramps up the difficulty. Very, very disappointing uh, there. But the game that I want to talk about... Have you found out what the name uh, of the Lodoliel. game is? Lodoliel. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the game that I want to talk about is Lamp 
and Vamp. Have you heard of that? No, is that a dating application? <laughs> Lamp and Vamp. It is a hop-like. Okay. Which is a, a genre I had never uh, heard of until Matt Bock introduced me to it. It's basically games like Hoplite. Uh, Lamp and Vamp, you are a vampire. You have to avoid the light and get to the exit. You move around turn by turn on a hexagon grid. Uh, you can destroy enemies if you want or you can avoid them uh, and you have to eventually get to the vampire's castle. It is super, super cute. It is really, really hard and it is a brilliant investment of time and money. I'd give it 7 out of 10. Game Under. Uh, I really wanted to like Bloodborne but it gives you the option of playing as a female character. So, (laughs) 7 out of 10. Fair enough. Okay, uh, we should have I guess one more piece of music. And then we will close out the show. Um, what should we have? What do, what do you want? Do you want uh, upbeat or do you want downbeat? Let's get pumping. Really? Yeah. You sure? Woo-woo. Monday. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, should we have a bit of Mega Drive pop? Yeah, let's go out with a bang. This is Static Dash Zone by One Life Left Favourite Dread. Earlier in the show you heard uh, Pulse City by Bitwise. I don't think I mentioned that. Again, it's all from chipmusic.org, One Life Left's favourite chip music supplier. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's fine as long as nice you cite all of these that. things. Yeah. It sounded like, you know, like it could be listened to on really cheap headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the end of the show. This is the point where our intern would usually catch us up on any other business. We don't yeah. have an intern at the moment. If you want to be an intern, though, get in touch. Please do. Uh, team at oneofleft.com. Are interns okay? Are we allowed to have interns? Are they paid? No, absolutely not. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Just checking. Um, uh, can you okay if we don't have any other business can you catch me up on what else went down at GDC GDC was excellent fun you were very busy weren't you Simon I was very busy back to back meetings back to back meetings we did the radio show that was that was great um, hung out with Gama Sutra's Chris Graft a lot Aww. he sends his love he's a fine looking man isn't he Chris Graft isn't he he really I forget I mean that's what GDC serves to me is an, an annual reminder of how attractive Chris Graft is really really unfortunate for us isn't it because awesome. we do radio for a reason the first place but when we're when we're doing radio sat along a man like that just so handsome um so yeah what else we we met lots of nice people out there did we make any new friends um i don't know whether we did really was it just uh re-establishing old friendships well i mean to a point it's damage limitation isn't it every, <laughs> every time you see someone there's the risk that they will yeah yeah find out the truth i don't think we really broke friends with anyone good work guys no we actually didn't did we i don't think so we were too busy Anne. we need you there for we that we really okay. do we well, really do on our future adventures i'll be sure to turn up either make some trouble or make some new friends. I think we cemented the Marioki in people's hearts, didn't we? I saw some uh, some dude from Kotaku losing it at the front of the Marioki. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Grayson really enjoyed it, didn't he? It's, he, it's he, interesting he didn't mention it in his GDC write-up, though. He loved it. Even though he really did love it. He was up there all the time. He broke... Uh, he sang Uprising, which is about Peter Molyneux, Whoa. and he was... Um, because we are fine to talk about it now, Anne. Apparently, yeah, yeah everyone... Like, since John Walker has been more nasty to it, to Molyneux than I have. And he was on the show. Exactly. Being very lovely, actually. He was lovely. He's always um, lovely. He said, he, he said he'd come down to London. He said, just invite me. 
John Walker, you're invited. Yeah, uh, so Nathan Chris, oh yeah, no, I'll sing that because I broke, I, I wrote the story. Like, great, you had a great time. He sang three or four songs, and then uh, he wrote, wrote to me the next day. Did he? He? Asked, he asked if he could get all of the karaoke did he files. Now? Did he? So he could run it in San Francisco. Is that what he's? Is it now? That, that Interesting, happens. right? Well, it's funny how he forgot about it when he wrote about his GDC write-up. Then, isn't it? We don't have grudges. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, we love Kotaku. Do love Kotaku. 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 Uh, yeah, it's a good time, Anne. Oh, that's good. Well, let's make sure we have plenty of other good times this year, <laughs> all around the globe. We're going to have one more. <laughs> one more good time. <laughs> one more. Uh, have you enjoyed your appearance on One Life Left, Game Under? Uh, I have, if I can break out of the character that I've barely held together <laughs> for the past hour, <laughs> it's been lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it is. Really so well, keep up the good work, won't you? How can we follow your work? Uh, I'm, I'm Mr. JJ Lean on Twitter for all your educational uh, policy and okay. storytelling needs. Right. And that's that's a front, I take it. For well, your... that, that's, the, that's the face I put on my public life. Yeah. You know, it's clever. Very no clever. Suspect Sounds legit. A thing, will they? Okay, well. Um, nice to see you guys again. It's lovely to see you too. So I don't want to do it next week, though. No. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's ease ourselves back in. But we will be back uh, the week after the next until then we've been one life left see you bye bye